The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Is it the Peter Griffin? Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. All right. All right, everyone. See. See. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, Matthew McConaughey walked into a bakery. The baker asked him, or sorry, Matthew McConaughey told the baker, I would like three loaves of bread, please. The baker said to Matthew, what kind of bread would you like? All right, all right, all right. You just lost the next inspiration that you get. <laughs> awesome. Damn. The yeah, inspiration that. works differently. I saw that today. I just started laughing. That's beautiful. At a party, this guy started choking. He's passing out, and somebody shouts out, does anybody know CPR? And I said, I know the whole alphabet. <laughs> everybody laughed except one person. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, you just lost your next DM inspiration. I was going to say, you gained two for that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, thank you, everyone. We are uh, slowly getting this rolling. Bear with me just a moment, as everyone, as I just move the Zoom. You're all going to see the screen flicker. I'm so sorry for this. Whoop. And never mind. I guess we good. see what's up black rock joe uh thank you so much for jumping in live i appreciate that all of us over here at the fabala five do we are just waiting for our favorite morgor to join us he will be with us soon and uh till then we are just kicking off the intros uh it's been a busy week i have done a move i'm in a new house uh pretty soon we're gonna have some new wallpaper and stuff going up behind me some decorations and Maybe some D&D attire, um, but I have a nice little new setup next to me. No more the white table off to the right, uh, looking over playing with minis. Who knows how the camera angle camera angle is going to look over here now, but I have my DM screen now in front of me at ease. So when someone asks me a question, I'm just like, I don't know. Let me check the notes. I can look over here and see if it's on the Dungeon Master screen. That makes it easier for you guys. So that's really good, but for everyone out there listening to us, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, one question, why are you not watching us live on pod, uh, via Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook at podcasters underscore podcasters tabletop gaming? Uh, so if you're on Twitch, please make sure to head on over, hit subscribe, like, follow podcasters underscore. If you're on the YouTube or Facebook pod dash casters tabletop gaming, uh, come on over, check us out. Better yet, just, just Google Fabala5, F-A-Y-B-A-L-A-F-I-V-E. I'm pretty sure we've hit that as a unique search that podcasters should be pulling up. I'm going to actually, um, Ricky, just for me right now, head over to, over to Google, type in Fabala5. Let me know how quickly do we pop up. You're in luck. I just downloaded the Google today. <laughs> the whole Google? Wait, you downloaded the Google? You downloaded the whole internet. I downloaded the Google. 
Rick, Ricky's currently working off of a uh, Super 5000 co- computer processor. I see. I don't know tech terms, guys, but some high-powered. Check your emails. Uh, the first link is episode 42, the Fabala 5, episode 9, surviving the dot, 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 Amazon.com. Amazon? Com. I got that too. It's an Amazon.com link. Oh, YouTube. We got some Audible and some YouTubes. All right, I'm going to go to page 9. Let's just... No, no. <laughs> Don't Page do that. Is Don't available. Do that. It says "Fabulous Five. Why is uh, that like the Rule Forty Two here? No, oh. we don't. We, we, <laughs> oh, we got some like, uh, Rat Fink arts on page two. Ooh, oh, nice, perfect. Page nice. six so, has something in Russian. CEO is working at some point. Uh, I guess we're getting out there, and we're not trending yet. But you could make it happen. Sunday nights, help us trend. Tweet out hashtag Fabala Five. Uh, Blackrock Joe, dude. Thank you, man. I see Kama still in here. Uh, you guys are awesome. You dropped our podcast on another podcast that you did recently. You know, drop in the comments. What was that podcast that you shouted out for us so we can shout them out? Uh, BRJ. Oh, B- ah, I like that, Tony. There we go. See, guys, if you are watching this live, you get to interact with the players as they do keep up in that Twitch and uh, Facebook, was it tw- Twitch chat? Yeah, you guys are in the Twitch chat. Who do we have in the multi-stream chat? Let me jump over to this and see. Uh, let me see. All kinds of letters. Uh, I had YouTube at the- Multi-stream, multi-stream, multi-stream. <laughs> no one the- over on the multi-stream, just on the Twitch. And we're just we're, we're just waiting for a Morgor, but we can pick up when he uh, awakens. He will have him follow you guys out of this uh, little tavern that you were in. So where we last left off, everyone... When I was last here, I was playing one of the Vistani, Madam Eva, reading a cards for the Fabala Five's fortune. They each were given a card, and let's just go down them. Uh, one of you were given the uh, card for a weapon, a, uh, a sword, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I had the three of swords. The art, the artifact that you're finding, though. Oh, Who oh, was oh. the... Who, who was for first? Um, I was, was it you, Ricky? Ricky, you, I believe book of knowledge. your book of knowledge was uh, Howard. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone is, I believe it is Sphinx is going to be finding the uh, tome, or no, not the tome, the uh, being a ancient holy relic. Yes. Remus, a wealthy woman, would be finding a blade. I believe so. A blade of light of sorts. We'll see where that goes. Maximus the Mad. I believe you're just helping us find friends. I'm, I'm just here. The, you're supposed to be finding the enemy of, uh, of the Lord himself to help them defeat the villains. And then Morgor had received the final card of where to find and face off in the final battle against the Lord of the Lands. You are sort of told that the land is cursed, ruled by a cruel, iron-fisted leader that doesn't take no from anyone. And the land is hopefully to be freed with your help, but only if you follow through with the fortunes that were given to you. You most certainly can try without obtaining each of your card's desires. But, just like a video game, it will be easier with the help of the cards. 
we pick up from last week where Howard, Danny, graciously ran a one-shot for everyone, but still made it work in canon. And we'll say they had ventured off to the outskirts of the Vistani village and had found a smaller tavern that was conjured. Make insight checks, all of you. As you have spent the night in a tavern, paid for by one of the Vistanis, letting you in, giving you rooms to sleep. As you leave, waking up the next morning. Okay, Howard. Anyone? What else? 14. 14. Nice. Yeah. As you all leave the tavern, being being groggy in the morning, you don't notice any patrons. It being earlier in the day. Some of the other Vistani wagons have already saddled up and begun leaving down one of the trail. You hear the horses trailing off. You hear some of the kids are laughing and smell the far off smell of bacon sizzling out of plate. As you walk out and leave the tavern, Remus and Maximus, there's a slight shimmer to the tavern. And you notice that really the only structural part of what you believe you walk through is just the door frame. And as you exit it, it almost vanishes from your peripherals. Blinking. It's gone. Let either of you make an arcana check. Finks and Howard do not see this, by the way. 19. What'd you get for us, Remus? 16. All right. Uh, Maximus, you being a uh, traveled fellow, especially from the Feywild, this is a magnificent mansion spell. You recognize one when you've seen one. It's kind of like a pop-up hotel, if you will. And it's a higher level. I think it's, I believe it is a fifth level, sixth level spell. That's not out of the realms of possibility for one of you to obtain, I believe. But you didn't stay in no ordinary tavern. This was a conjuration of sorts for either you or any other traveling troop that had made their way through. What are you guys doing? You all acknowledge at some point Morgor's going to wake up and he'll follow you. He's a dragonborn. He has your scent. One thing I meant to do, I guess, the night of, but we can do it in the morning if that's okay, is I yeah. had found some stuff, in particular a smooth branch and a pouch full of glass, as well as some fruit. But mm-hmm. um, I wanted to examine those items when I had some downtime. You found some stuff. You found a smooth branch. Ah, oh, yes, you did find a smooth branch. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot that kid's name, but. 
Smooth Branch. We're friends. I do not know, I do not recall that kid's name as I may have lost my notes for that session in moving, but I'll find out his name in later sessions. I'll say for the sake of this one, as you look around for the individual, you see him trailing off, waving to you on the back of a wagon as it kind of rolls down the road, fades into mist, disappearing. We'll meet again. Till next time. All right. You said you found a smooth branch, and I recall, what else are you investigating? It was a pouch that that felt like it had glass something or another in it. Mm. Okay. What do you wish to look into first? Uh, I could do the the branch. The branch? Okay. Fine. What are you doing to, to investigate it? Are you just doing a regular check, or are you doing a uh, specific spell? I, I was hoping just to do like attunement uh, during the long rest, if I had time to do so. If not, I can wait till the next one. Okay. Um, I'll say that if it was one of your plans for la- for the night previously, yeah. Uh, through the attunement process, you begin to identify that this is a non-attunement required weapon. But with you attuning to it and taking the time of playing with it and investigating it, this is a wand of fireballs. With where are my dice? Hmm. Roll a D10 for me, please. Sorry, correction, 12. Two. Two charges. You have five charges on this fireball. Wanda fireball. And this is a limited use. You actually see looking on the uh, staff itself, make a make an investigation check as you look it over and kind of experiment and uh, feel it up throughout the night. Net 20. Okay. Across, uh-oh, uh-oh, what's about to happen? As you look over, and down this uh, wooden shaft, had you been, uh, as you would look down this, I was going to say, wooden shaft of a wand, you see there are scorch marks on along the edges of it. And while there are five little sigils of uh, flame looking like scrawlings and markings, as if someone kind of etched in little like uh, drawings of bonfires, five of them are, uns- are unscorched while the other seven on them are burnt. Interesting. Okay. I'll say with a nat 20. You perceive that there could be a way to recharge this. But throughout the attunement process, there has been no clear at dawn recharge. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Morgor. Hey, what's up? As not much. As everyone had woken up the next morning from their one-shotted sleep of having a nightmare-filled experience with Howard, you had dreamt 
peacefully of barrels. Mm, it wasn't peacefully then. Barrels filled with smoking meat of beef jerky and victims and blessings of Tiamat. Okay, I can get you set then. With the purring of the five-headed dragon whispering evilish deeds into your ear, you awake as you see your companions leaving the tavern that they had all just stayed in, just on the outskirts of the Vistani village. So they're all leaving out of the tavern at this point. Finks, as you were going over your loot from last night, you found the firebolt wand, as well as in the gem full of glass. What do you do? It's just a, it's a cinched pouch, leather made with like a zip cord on it. Uh, I guess open it and just look inside. And open the pouch, peer into it. It roughly fits in the palm of your hand you see that there are two small vial potions, it looks like, little, little stoppers on it with red liquid in one of them and a blue silver liquid in the other. Hmm. And next to it are also a mix of jewels. I'll say you see three red ruby-looking uh, in your hand, probably about palm-sized rubies. Raw, uncut. And there is one diamond. Um, potions. Can I, like, try and identify them? Smell them? Little little taste test, maybe? See if I've tasted Medicine? them before. Medicine. Or Arcana check. Your choice. Um, medicine. 17. The red one, you uncork, taste a little bit of it. It's familiar. It's got a springy taste to uh, that bring that you feel go down your throat. And it has a rejuvenating sense of a a constitutive feeling and you feel a little surge of a pick-me-up in the morning like a healing potion. And as you go through the other uh, make a wisdom check. Eleven. You feel a little tingling in your hands. That's all I'll say. Doesn't no negative side effects at the moment, but you feel a little tingling in your hands. Can I tell if it's at least meant to be consumed? As opposed to those purple and green potions I decided to throw at people. Make a with an eleven? You don't feel no death or sickness effects at the moment. Okay. We'll hold on to this. All right. I think I'm good on 
items. Okay. So what is everyone doing as they wake up from their morning, walking out of the tavern, beginning your day? Uh, Howard's going to gather his stuff up, uh, go through his book. Um, he's going to kind of saunter off like alone to the side a little bit, just kind of add an earshot from everybody. Mm-hmm. And with his book open, like he's reading into it. Okay, so let's make a deal. I will do your bidding. I will try to gather more followers for you. Uh, I will even start a following um, in your name and spread the word of you, my majesty. But you must keep my memories intact for this to work out how I want it to. Uh, If only for your benevolent glory, of course. But I think you and I may have got off on the wrong foot. It's kind of weird because you're a god. But I can do great things for you. I just need you to keep my memories intact and restore my powers. Howard. Roll a charisma check. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I need to do this. Ooh, 18. Okay. Give me a second just to look this over. Mm-hmm. As you do so, a straight line appears on the page that you're looking at. Just as a black bolded uh, strike of almost like a, a pen quill, just with such force it appears, you think almost the page itself may rip. As if someone just scrawled on the back end of it to draw. I'm going to flip the page. Over. Nothing. But on the page that you were looking at, there's a clear black line, horizontal. Hmm. I take that as that's your answer. There's a... Words that appear on the page, scrawled and etched with like a shaky-looking hand. Sign to be restored. Okay, well, I'm going to take out my... This is a special occasion, so let me go ahead and go through my bag real fast. I'm going to go through the pens and the papers and everything else in there. And I'm going to pull out... Where is it? Uh, the little piece of purple chalk that I have that okay. I had required, and I'm going to sign Howard. Okay, Howard. As you do, make an insight check. Uh, 19. Okay. Give me just a moment. 
as you start to scrawl down on the paper and sign your name, you see that two things happen. One, the bit of sunlight that was casting down over your back and the shat and your shadow on the page, as you begin to sign and complete your name, your shadow remains on the page as you pull your hand off and pull it to your side. The second thing is that the writing that appeared was not of no king. And you have not seen this font before. Hmm. You are now level seven, though. Interesting. Howard smiles, not really knowing the consequence of what just happened quite yet. And he starts to break out into a little dance that, if the other characters notice, seem very eerily uh, similar. May freak him out a little bit, but he's just going to going to dance and, uh, <laughs> and then go I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick up a handful of like pebbles off the the, the trail and just throw them towards howard and go eldritch blast <laughs> I just toss yeah. them in sorry my bad uh shall we get going okay where are we going <laughs> uh wherever the the tarot lady told us to go. She told me to where? go to the mountains. I don't know where the mountains are. How? Uh, I don't even know how we got here. I don't. Remember, we did like that thing after the thing, and then we did the other thing. And well, I know, but I, yeah, it, this, yeah, this, this place that doesn't know it move it doesn't exist. We're moving on. Um. Uh. Uh. Morgor, what's up, man? I feel like you you got some words said to you the other day. Or last night. Morgor! <laughs> A lot of blood. <laughs> yes, Morgor sees lots of blood. Morgor killed many things. Morgor promised to kill five things today. One for each head of Tiamat. All right. <laughs> Well, I I guess we have a quota. Oh, no. you notice, like five people or just five things in general? You notice Morgor starts counting on his fingers. One, seven. Yep, okay. That's eight, nine, five. Gotcha. He's right. You get DM inspiration. <laughs> Morgor is learning how to count. That's his like character arc. He's like, I just want to learn to read. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um... While Morgor is waiting, too, I'm going to do my daily routine of 10,000 push ups, 10,000 squats, and 10,000 crunches. Nice. Morgor drops right down in front of uh, part of the where the path is that you see that goes off to the right that follows up the. Uh, Ivalis River to the north, uh, to the northwest, and you see the Vistani camp off to your left. 
there's a smell of bacon, a little bit cooking off in the far off. You are all, you've all seen that uh, there have now been like two or three Vistani carts that have left down the path in both different directions. What do you guys wish to do to figure out your morning? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go exercise next to Morgor, but I'm going to count in Morgor as I'm doing the exercises with him. So one, seven, four, three, three. <laughs> and if everyone could just ref- refresh for me. Danny, what was your card that I gave you? You had the sword? Uh, the three of swords. Three of swords. Let me just bear with me a minute, everyone. As well, I'm looking over this one. Actually, Ooh. what I'm going to do... The White not... Castle guarded by Golden Guards is what I had written down. Sword. I do this. I actually... Three of Swords? Three of Swords. Ricky, what was your fortune? I do not remember the card, but I think I'm going to be a Jedi soon. Said something about a light sword, and I currently move stuff with my mind. So I think I'm. I think Remus is going to be the first Jedi in Fabala. Okay. Or Barovia, or both. Does, did anyone write down the actual cards as I pulled them? Um. Here, let me find. Yeah, I just mine. didn't have my notes. What was your Sphinx? Nine of Glyphs. As I said, everything was lost. Uh, Morgor. And then Mark. Mark, what was your card? Uh, I'm trying to find that. Morgor, do you have your card? I don't remember. Okay. Just a minute. And... Uh, the nine of coins I had. Then I believe I had the seven of stars. Okay. Uh, my 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 really obscure notes from last week or from yep. that reading are yes, sword of sunlight, seven of stars, man in carnival wagon, or M- <laughs> something in carnival wagon. Carnival. It's either Ma or Man. Hmm. Your mom's a carnival wagon. Oh, got him. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) Yes, so Danny, go to the mountains, climb the White Tower guarded by Golden Knights. Said to you. Um... You had Ricky. Yours was a man is not what he seems. He comes here in a carnival wagon. Therein lies what you seek. Tony, nine of glyphs, was look for a wealthy woman, a staunch ally of the devil. She keeps the treasure under lock and key with the bones of an ancient enemy. Mark, you had the nine of coin. Look for a fortress inside a fortress, a place hidden beyond fire. It's a double fortress. Much cooler than a double rainbow. Stra. 
And then does anyone have the card for Morgor? Is that what Ricky, uh, Tony went off to grab? Grab them all. Science point two, maybe. All right. We'll go with that. So picking up from this morning, you guys are all vaguely remembering your uh, dreams. I'll say Morgor and Maximus make history. Not fuck it. Everyone make history checks to hear what you have heard in the rumors and what is connecting from the dots and what you were given from your fortunes. 14. 11. 8. Natural 20. Okay. Howard. You waking from your dream have visions of being whispered by a voice in the night telling you to head to the mountains. To the west and then south. As you may kill two birds with one stone here. Okay. With the nat 20, you also do vaguely remember speaking to Alenka from the first night in the tavern and her discussing about how to the south of Barovia and uh, the southern portion of the land there are many mountains and you had had drunk a, had drunk a little and you had let slip that you were looking for a mountain of smoke and to the south of then of, of the land there is looks to be the best chance to go hmm. okay Well, gentlemen, to the south. I think I have to stop one of these carts, but they're both moving in opposite directions. You stop one, I stop the other one. Carts are like 60 feet off at this time, fading away into mist. What do you wish to do? If you wish to go for the carts, you have to make a decision right now and make it fast. Well, can you describe they're doing like which way they're facing or like cart well, one cart two cart one is to your right 60 feet off uh trailing just kind of heading in the heading in the uh, direction away from you um being child it's actually two carts together with uh, purple draping and you hear bells jingling from them as there's a little bit of singing and the car to your the cart to your left is leaving your direction as well and make a perception check of this one. As it appears to be slightly smaller. Oh, that's doo-doo. I think I got a six. Let me check. Six. As you blink, the cart vanishes as white well, clouds the direction. I guess we're going for the big cart. You look over at the big cart. You blink. Make a perception check. 
Nine. As you blink again, it vanishes, mist leaving behind it. Well, I guess we don't need to stop those carts anymore. But say at this point you hear a a frolicking voice of a it's a beautiful morning to be in Barovia as a halfling stout rosy cheeks with uh, a blonde shortcut hair a little bit of facial growth uh, rotund is kind of walking down the uh, pathway proceeds to be passing in front of you he looks leathered out with basic gear has a pack on him top of the morning don't get yourself killed today he keeps walking behind you. Morgor says, is that a threat? Ew. <laughs> he stops. Ken turns and goes, no. It's more of a, a blessing here. You know, nothing good, die, nothing good happens to people who die in Barovia. So, don't die today. Morgor will do the killing, not the dying. I lean over to Morgor. It does sound like he is threatening you. Morgor rages. Okay. I'm going to lean over to Howard and ask him what when there is a good thing that happens associated with death. Uh, I don't know, but he needed to kill five things, so here's his first one. Okay. So you begin to rage. You see him pull out a blade to his side. He goes, whoa, 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 whoa there, big boy. He's, he's, calm down, calm down, calm down. I, uh, I'm just passing through here. Me no, no harm. And uh, watch out for your buddies. Uh, they may not always have the best interest for you. I would be uh, careful to what you say to him. He's got a sword with teeth that spin around it i i would put your weapon away too sir just so you don't startle him i tell this to the tiefling persuasion check plus he eats meat of all kinds and more than likely he will try to eat you so make him persuasion check as well while they are preoccupied with this halfling i would like to um Due to my uh, whatever, I have, uh, if I'm in dim light or darkness, I can use my action to become invisible. So I basically want to be, I want to like kind of like pickpocket this dude, slink up behind him and and kind of rummage through and see if I can do anything while he's distracted by the nonsense that's happening. Make a stealth, make a stealth check with disadvantage because there, he's not in the dark, he's not in like a dim or dark light. It's fairly part of the morning and there's a little shade around but he's in the middle of the path of like the road and you guys are all off to like his side he's clearly watching all of you 23 okay you stealth pretty pretty damn good and Here, it was my, my first roll was a nat 20 but my second one was an 18 so you you get pretty pretty damn good and as you 
sneak around him. No one else pays any mind to you. But as you begin to reach up to his uh, pouch where you see a coin purse, there's a – make a slight of hand check, I'll see. I'll say. 16. As you go to slip one of the nooses off of the pouch that's on his uh, belt, it tugs. And there's a, whoa, 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 whoa there, buddy, as he flicks the blade around in your direction as he was about to put it back into the hilt. I'm just, just a traveler passing by, wishing you all good luck for the day. And you try to steal me, steal from me, and then interrogate. I will, I'll just meow. I'll just look up at him and go, So I get a 19 on persuasion. I'm, I, I'm just going to tell this guy it's probably best if you just you walk away now before anything else weird happens. Yeah, I got want, We all want to make it through the day, and this does not seem like a good connection. What was yours, Danny? Uh, I got a 10 on my persuasion. Okay. Um, yeah, basically what he just said. I... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> He looks over and she goes, well, you look like adventuring folk and you ever make it to Valakai? Find me in the Blue Water Inn. We can go do some uh, questing. See you then. As he begins to step forward away from you, Maximus, keeping spinning and keeping his back towards the uh, road as he's watching you all after he's got about 10 paces, he turns around, does a little hop skip and just begins walking back up the path uh, to the North bending and curving up the road. I'm sorry, little sir, little sir. Make a persuasion check. That's not actually not too bad. 13, 20 feet down the road. He turns around. Yes, what is it? We're obviously not quite from here. Where is Malachi? Valakai. Valakai. Wrong movie. It's about... I believe it's a half a day's journey. Let me see. Let me see. Travel... Valakai is about a half a day's journey to up the road. It's a, a larger town than uh, the village of Barovia. Uh, just pass over the bridge up to the fork and cut left. Uh, don't go right. Be very clear. Don't go right. Keep What's it right? to the left. Certain death, if you wish to be in for that kind of a thing. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's a bit more of a lively uh, city, town. We'll, we'll say it's a town in this uh, land. Uh, nothing as gracious as a city, but, uh, you know, Barovia's a bit dead on the inside. Very little's happening. Valakai's got uh, some spring, some, uh, some pep in its step, uh, if you will. And for those that... Choose to attempt to make a living would have better luck there. Hmm. Just 
he found the Burgermaster's good side. Uh, him and that uh, lady, uh, what's her name? Faulkner. They don't get, uh, they don't uh, be on the best terms. Which Maximus, I'll say this one. You hear in the Vistani talk about uh, the people of the land. You do know that up in the, up, up in Valakai, the Burgermaster, he has a, uh, pitiful attempts to show rejuvenation and, and life in his town and puts on random festivals every other day. It's, it's something new, new, some new holiday every week. It's kind of like annoying at this point. And the townspeople more or less just go with it. So they're not punished. And there are a few, uh, there is one higher up aristocratic like family that. It's, no, it's, it's not the best of terms, not the most uh, politely spoken about, but they're on odds ends with the Burgermaster. And probably is talking about her. Okay. And let's see. With that, he goes, well then, I'll see you all next time. He begins walking up his way. See you later, Brand Flakes. The name's Herolda. Don't forget I, it. Well, you never, you never told us, okay? <laughs> and with that, he begins walking up the, up the way. Um, unless someone wishes to say or keep him uh, and stop him with a persuasion, persuasion check. Well, that Geraldo was kind of an odd fellow. <clears throat> Be not worth Morgor's time. Tiamat not give a blessing to Morgor for killing him. Is there like a, there like a chart? Do you do there's certain like criteria you have to meet for blessings? Yes, opponent like, must be worthy. Okay, okay. Um, I don't know if we left where we were, but nope. Fink snaps out of a trance and just goes, "The carnival! I know exactly where that is from wherever he was last." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm around anybody? Make an intelligence check. Uh, twelve. Twelve. You, I mean, you do have a vague, vague, uh, familiar uh, location of where you d- did hear the noise before. I left something behind for locate object. That you did. Where we um, heard the, the music. And as Sphinx snaps out of it, you see a halfling walking down the path uh, to the northwest up the river. And he's about 30 feet at this point, kind of waving his hand back, saying, I'll see you in Valakai. That Valakai is not even real. We need to go there. Yo, are we trying carnival. to find the dark carnival right now? The great Malinka sent us to the carnival. (laughs) I was told to go to the mountains south of here. I heard they have the endless uh, fountain of Fago that brings you life and prosperity. I want to go that way. (laughs) It's funny. ICP actually came up earlier in my day. So I like how it comes full circle. Real question is, listeners, are you down with the clown? Do you know what's sad is I unironically listened to ICP 
or I ironically listened to ICP for so long that now I think I unironically listened to him. So they get you. I didn't want to like some of. I didn't want to like the music, and I was like, "Damn, it's not bad." I can, I can, sparingly, sparingly. Got to be in the mood. Got to be driving and cruising. It's a slippery but, slope, man. I know. Got to be careful. Anyway, that's what happens when you're in Barovia. Anyway, <laughs> you guys have been given a few different directions. Um, take it as you will. All right. So, where do we want to go? What would be the easiest one to hit up first? I mean, if uh, the carnival's here, carnival's yeah. travel, wagons move, get to the carnival, get a wagon, get the wagon to travel to the mountain. About a four-hour trip yes. to Valakai, by the way. That about a twelve-hour track, twelve twelve-mile track. We can join the carnival. Uh, Max, you had me up till there. Yeah, maybe not quite join, but we can meet up with them. Well, maybe I mean maybe we'll join the carnival. I, I, I mean, what else do we got to lose? Uh, your dad might be pissed at you. Oh, he'll have to leave. Tell to find me, you know. Mm. Oh, good idea. Maybe if you do get him pissed off enough, he'll find us and then get us out of here. Who's your dad? I think we. Oh, well, I met him like okay. Actually, I, I'm gonna say like two to three weeks ago because I the amount of in-game time it could have been is lost with me right now. I'm gonna say we've seen him in the last two months, maybe. Yeah. Um, he's a demon. Ooh. Uh, he he runs a lair of hell. I I met him like two months ago. Um, and. That's that's pretty much it. I think he's is he yellow? It's kind of yellowish. He's like goldish. Um, we look nothing alike, as expected. He's your um, Faja, one would say. He is my Fajer. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, no relation as well. Because I'm wearing all yellow. Yes. Or <laughs> like, <clears throat> uh, want to fight your dad. I wish you well. He is a collection. He's a, I, I haven't seen the collection, but I can only assume from the f- like five minutes I was in his office that the compendium of weapons and magical artifacts he has is astounding. Sounds worthy. Impressive. All right. Um, so, do you guys, do you wish to go towards a carnival or head toward the mountains? Morgor's in charge. This is Morgor's party. Oh, yeah. Forgot. Mor- is it Morgor and the Juggalos? <laughs> Morgor say we go to Carnival. Okay. We derail from the mountains yet again. I'm sorry, Remus. Oh, that's fine. Uh, but other question for you is has anything else happened to me in this time we've been in Barovia? Make make a medicine check for yourself. Or keep it quiet. Single roll. 
I got a frick, so I know nothing of medicine or what's happening. I'm just living my my life in this carnival of disappearing houses and short people that come to tell me of towns I've never heard of. And that's that's about it for Remus. Who's okay. left All right. Well, as you kind of look yourself over, you move your neck. There's a bit of a creakness to your neck being cracked. You feel that as you kind of go to stretch one of your arms out, you hear a popping noise that feels more of like a a locking of more of like a metallic locking in your arm, almost like wiggling a joint. Mm. But nothing obviously looking at you. Uh, everyone give me a quick, what's your passive perceptions? Mm. Left of your character sheets. Oh, uh, passive perception? Oh, for 14. 13. Nine. Not more, Gar. Finks? 13. 13. Maximus. There's an odd, almost like. It's almost like an odd uh, metal on metal kind of sounding. Almost like the Tin Man that needs to be oiled. Like, eh! As Remus is kind of stretching his arms out. And then it. It fades away as you see him kind of limbering off and kind of looking himself over and getting his morning routine going. But to the carnival. All right. And how do you guys wish to get there? What are you guys just going to start walking? Are you looking for anything specific? Are you burning a spell? I'll, I'll cast the spell. Um, so, so Finks is going to cast locate object describing the, uh, the little talisman effigy thing he left behind in the woods, kind of where, where he heard the carnival music. Um, and I believe the, the flavor of the spell was one of those little arcane goblins just kind of pops up, but I kind of want him to be like the detective, like trench coat, deep voice, that guy. Okay. So there is a small visage of a goblin that appears crawling itself out of the ground and just kind of stretching itself up out of the dirt. And as it's zooming, it's very dramatic, very showman-like. Hunches over, looks at the ground. It pulls out a little uh, pipe from its cloak pocket as it's wrapped over. And as it blows uh, from the pipe, there's little bubbles. It points directly down from the way that you guys had came. Two hours. As it uh, kind of like, just kind of like scrawls through like two hours in goblin tongue. And as you kind of blink, it appears 20 feet away, and it points this way, like, this way. And... All right. Yeah. All right. Morgor, you should follow him. Morgor have idea. Morgor follow that goblin. It's a brilliant idea, Morgor. Oh, yeah. Morgor, as you follow this little goblin that is in this uh, plaid-looking trench coat with the bubbling pipe uh, as it keeps walking, its face is like down on the ground, following bent, hunched over, and you see periodically bubbles pop up from like over it, as it keeps uh, bubbling from the from uh, the pipe itself as it's walking. As it goes to hit a tree, it cuts left, keeps walking straight, and I'll say, Morgor, give me a survival check as you follow this with advantage. Okay. Zero 
both times. So as you all begin traveling for the better part of an hour, you, you get down to a, uh, down to the, the cross in the road where it begins to split and thinks you realize your little goblin is running up the opposite way of the trail, pointing at you to go the other way as you had all blindly followed Morgor that had left you too far past. And you even notice now that the goblin keeps trying to pull at his pant leg, try to pull him in the other direction. And he's not even minding any attention to it. So much so that he has now wandered off and pushed into part of the forest itself, claiming to know where the entrance is directly. I, Morgor, I need you to make a constitution saving throw as you have entered the mist and you have not stopped until you notice it's getting <clears throat> hard for you to breathe. Eight. You grab your chest as you feel the, ta- the tattooed outline of, uh, of Tiamat's heads on your chest begin to kind of writhe in pain as you suffer a point of exhaustion. Remus ain't going anywhere near the mist. You all see Morgor just walk into the mist. Uh, Morgor, maybe you shouldn't walk. Oh, okay, there he went. So do we just want to like head back and Morgor will probably meet up with us? Morgor, come back. Morgor, you hear them shout, come back. Stop. Hey, we're going, no. we're going back a little bit. No. We passed it. Morgor, and, uh, say it this way. A goblin is clearly at the edge of the edge of the mist where Morgor walked in, and he's looking at you. Things been like points um, down the points down the path in the other way. Okay, so I want to uh, I'm gonna I want to cast my mage hand and take like uh, more one of like Morgor's like favorite weapon that's on him. I want to take it like off of him and basically like get him to like notice and like drag it away from the mist, like back on the path. Like uh, make a strength check with your uh, wisdom. Sorry. With make a strength check with your charisma modifier. All right. Spell, spell attack modifier. We'll say. Pair it with a stick. 16. 16 strength. Morgor's most favored weapon is the double edged battles battle axe with the shredded dragon teeth of metallic dragons that he has murdered. 21 with all the math done. Okay. All right. What is your strength modifier in general? Minus one. So I had a 16. Okay. Minus one plus six. So as you go to pull off the, uh, the battle axe from his back, Morgor, you feel a tug on your back. As you turn around, there's a skeletal hand grabbing at your battle axe, trying to pull it off of the straps. Ah, nobody steals Morgor's axe. Morgor wants to punch it. You gotta punch it? Yeah. Your hand fades through the mage hand. What sorcery is this? You still standing in the mist where you were coughing? Feeling sick? Okay. All right. Make another DC uh, constitution saving throw for me. Uh... 
12. Okay. Crap. Oh, man. Hey, Morgor, we really need to uh, kind of get back. You're you're going the wrong way. Um, no, this way. Morgor, no. I, I this is going to speak up. Oh, wait, go ahead. You can I was going to say, I, I can cast Minor Illusion and, and put some barrels away from, like, behind him where he's come from so that he can, like, kind of, like, go to smash the barrels or, yeah. I was just about to say, there's some barrels back over here, um... I'm pretty sure it's this way. Morgor yells, Where? And charges towards you guys. You do smash them best, Morgor. Let's see real quick what it frames means. I think wasn't that bad. The goblin showing us the barrel trail. <laughs> uh barrel, barrel city, cracker barrel. <laughs> all right um i just want to frick is this this break is brought to you by dct industries dreams do come true at dct industries with their new game kaimon are you interested in playing games with your friends that don't take that long or are very good to do? I don't, come on. They've got their own D6 now. Be ready to play. Attack. Maybe you are a fan of Smug Whale. Maybe you've just got another character that I can't remember. There's Bird. What about Fish? <laughs> come on. Uh, we do have a little announcement we can make right now uh we will be doing um some events in the western new york area coming up soon um so check your local game stores see what uh what's going to be happening with kaiman uh hopefully tony will be there hopefully mark will be there hopefully ricky will be there danny if you lived in the area i'd say please be there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hopefully i'll be there from yeah. florida in spirit if, if you're in florida danny's gonna run a special edition expo of kaiman when it comes out eventually yeah i'll have my own festival down here in lieu of kaiman <laughs> <laughs> to help promote very cool well everyone please make sure to check out kaiman and keep an eye out for any new special events that are on their way up uh yes so you you unsuccessfully uh miss the DC for another choking fit as you suffer a second point of exhaustion while standing in the mist. I think he's backtracked now out of the mist towards the barrels. You're walking out. You've walked out of the mist at this point. Yeah. They uh, made some fake barrels and tricked you out of there with the fake barrels and the tricks. uh, You've left the mist um, two points of exhaustion. You all can see that. Morgor looks a little famished and not his, not his self. Uh, and I'll say very obvious from the times that you've seen people straight up entering into the mist, it has gone dangerous and gone bad. So, thanks. 
you do see that 20 yards off to your left, the little Sherlock Holmes-esque uh, goblin has now looking at you. Thanks, thanks. Air. Right, I'm, I'm going to keep following the goblin. Walk right on over to him, and you see the uh, small stone and the little uh, totem that you had left there carved to bring you back to this location. All right, I'll throw it back in my bag. All right. I listen for the music. What do you do to listen in for the music? Just listen in? Just do this. Make a perception check. Perception. An eight. Very faintly, you hear it. Can I kind of discern a direction or is it just kind of everywhere? It's coming from directly into the mist from where you are facing the tree that is on the outskirts of the path. Oh, boy. Coming from directly, you would have to walk through the mist to get to this location. Well, I found it, kind of. What do you mean you found it? Well, listen, I can hear it. That's how it it sounds like it's. You hear anything? Everyone make perception checks. Eight. Eighteen. Yeah. Nine. All right. Max and Remus, being right behind Fink specifically, you hear someone like kind of screaming for help. And it's weird. The the music comes from the mist, but it's almost from as if it's tied to Fink's also. Where if you were to step away from Finks, you're not going to hear it. Let's make an insight check. Uh, Arcana, your choice. Morgor do it since he know the most about magic. Okay, Morgor, make an Arcana check with disadvantage. This can't go bad at all. No, not at all. You have to listen to him. (laughs) Oh, I got... So what do you do on disadvantage? You take the lowest one you rolled? Yes. Okay, so I got a 17. I mean, it's not bad. Morgan, it's not bad. Um, something weird. Magic. Uh, with the little travels that you have had in Barovia... And actually getting here, the survival instinct within Morgor tells you that sometimes you need a passage into a land. You need something to provide you passage into a land. Someone else want to make, Finks, if you want to make the Arcana or Insight check, you are more than welcome to, or anyone else that wishes to. Um, I only rolled an 11 on Insight. You said uh, Arcana? Sure. 
Arcana 24. or Insight? 22 for Arcana. All right. What's up, Finks? I think I know what I need. Anthony. Okay. Um, I'm going to take out the, the necklace. Okay. My What's ticket. Up? What's up, Morgan? Uh, when you get a chance, check your messages. I sent you something. I saw the one you sent me. Oh, wait. Let me know what you think. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. All right. Great. Keep that. Keep, break it down. Keep keep record of it for yourself. I'm all for it. Love it. Well, okay. Yep. All right. Finks, what you doing? Uh, I wanted to take that necklace out. The admit one token. Okay. Let's see if that has anything to do with this. The music. You can hear this carnival music with the sounds of. These ominous shrieks and kind of cackles over the carnival music. It's now louder to you. And Maximus, as you were thinking over the connection and with Morgor speaking about having a a ticket or a passage of sorts, seeing Finks kind of pull out this necklace, uh, this charm on a necklace he had found, it clicks. Totems are necessary to pass through different dimensions at times, similar to a, a plane shift. You need our tuning fork to plane shift to a different dimension. So the way the mist work in Barovia are similar. You're aware that there is a fae carnival that arri- that travels amongst the fae wild. The carnival that um, you generally need a invitation or an admittance to. And Fink's pulling out an admit one silvered tokened uh, ticket. Make the two and two. What are you doing, Finks? I'm looking for a place to like put the token. I'm just kind of like putting it up to the mist, seeing if there's any reaction to that. As you put it up to the mist, you see that uh, as you kind of wave it, the outreached hands that generally pull from paw and claw at you from the mist don't apparate. All right, I'll walk forward very cautiously. I need you to not roll a constitution saving throw as you walk into the mist. Did I see this happen? Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyone that is watching Howard sees him kind of, or watching Finks sees him kind of enter into the mist. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll take the, the bell that's around my neck and I'll kind of like, jingle it towards the mist and see if anything happens. Make perception check. Nat 20 plus 5. Not bad. As you go to reach out your hand and jingle it, there's a quick claw that kind of reaches from the mist at your hand, and as you pull it away, there's a cold chill that kind of just brushes against and kind of put phases through your hand. Mm-hmm. It's a little numb for a second. It won't take bells. It won't take bells. I'll tie it back around my neck. Thanks. How far do you walk in? 
Um, I don't know. I'm looking to see. Does anything happen? Do I notice anything? Do I see the carnival? Make perception. Is anyone check. behind me? Make perception checks. Okay. Ten. It's very thick, blanketed in front of you. It is obscured, opaque. You see shapes and outlines of trees. And behind you, you see the mist is slowly kind of closing off your sight to where the party is. You see little bits of uh, Remus and Maximus are within your view, but to the peripherals where Howard and Morgan were off a little bit to the side, you cannot see them at this point. Okay. Um, you hear the carnival music slightly louder. All right, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep trekking forward. I'm, I'm going to this carnival. Okay. While you're off on your way to the cow and the, to the carnival, does anyone else do anything else? The Sphinx is now walking off into the mist. At this point, Remus, Maximus, Howard, and Morgor. As you see this little shadowed figure of Finx out of your uh, visual, Remus and Maximus, you saw him travel about 10 feet in and then the mist. Finx, are you okay? Do I hear anything? You hear the Finx, Nuke. Okay. Muffled a little bit. Come, come. You hear almost a drawing calling to you as you do walk forward, Finks. Okay. I'm pretty sure we had to go back that way. The carnival is supposed to be over there. Oh, I'm gonna keep going. At this point, he does not hear you. I gotta see Howard, this. I gotta make sure it's real. Make a perception check. Eight. You don't see Finks. Turn back to the party. Um, so I guess we lost another one. I'm going to say a prayer to Tiamat, which is basically just me roaring. And then okay. I'm going to follow Finks into the mist. Make a religion check. <laughs> Make a religion check for me. There goes Morgor. I'm actually good at that. Oh, but I didn't roll good. Six. All right. As you... Walk. Actually, you know what? Correction. I take that back. I don't want a religion check. I want you to do a percentile dice for me. Oh, okay. We're gonna roll this old boom boom stuff. We're gonna roll cleric cleric uh, callings. You had to roll lower than your barbarian level. Lower than my barbarian level. Lower than the barbarian level. All right. I rolled a ninety-eight percent. Very different, very different scale. You, you were close, but like just on the opposite side. Um, 
Make a perception check. Eight. Eight. Okay. Thanks. As you are walking forward, I need a perception check from you. Okay. Thirteen. You see a pack of humanoid-looking figures walking in your direction. Six foot tall. And there's a... Almost the sounds of metal piping of a... As they're stomping and walking in your direction. And they're discussing uh, some languages, you know? Goblin, common, and... That's it. The ones... And they're speaking in some language that you don't understand. All right, I'm going to ignore them. Make, uh, as they walk by you, you hear coming from their themselves. Is it? So you can hear a multiple. There's three figures that walk by. And they each have three separate carnival noises coming from them fading but you also Um, hear the main carnival attracting to your right or like to where you were heading in the direction of all right i'm gonna keep going to the main the main place okay i can't can't afford these distractions oh good maximus what's up um so i'm gonna i'm gonna sit down and in my my pack i i have a a book and some ink as well and a pen Mm-hmm. And I want to start to uh, scroll out and make my own um, admit four to the carnival ticket. And I've got, you know, some sand and some stuff. So I'll rub it in there and just kind of make it all worn and gritty and antiquated. And I'll uh, call out my mage hand again and kind of hold the mage hand with the ticket and bring that towards the mist. All right. As you do, and you pull out this admit four, and as Morgor begins walking into the mist, almost cartoon style, there are three werewolves, bipedal, that come stumbling out and bump right in and collide into you, Morgor. Watch where you're going. Watch how you talk to Morgor. Make intimidation checks. And I'll say all of you make perception checks. Morgor with advantage also. All right. For intimidation, 19. Okay. And perception with advantage, you said? Uh, perception with advantage. Doesn't matter. It was natural 20 both times. Oh, 14. wow. So. What you see is dangling on the neck in front of the wolf that had bumped into you is a silvered looking ticket that says some scrawlings of letters on it. 
and has a chain that wraps around the neck of the individual. And the other three are all wearing them. And in the hand of the one next to you, it's dangling a fourth, similar to the ones that Fink's head held. What did you do to my friend? He didn't do anything to your friend. He's got his own death wish coming. <laughs> I take out my chain axe. You see all three of their eyes begin to glow red. Do we see like the light or anything? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, Eldritch Blasts. To got it. The face. All right. Real quick. He rolled the nat 20 on the perception checks. Mark. Uh, Howard and Finks, what you guys get? I also got an at 20 on perception. Got so you saw all four. Mm-hmm. 14. You see, um, these are metallic looking werewolves again, obviously. Uh, and in the one to your closest to you, where your kind of hand, like your kind of a piece of paper with the MH hand smattered on the face of, you see the red glowing eye behind it beginning to burn the page in like just in, in the air from the heat coming from the I-beam. And where the page was, there is a ticket uh, choker collar around his neck. Remus, what you roll for perception? Seven. You're looking at some werewolves again, and their eyes are all glowing. Roll initiative, everyone. Howard, hit me with an Eldritch Blast. Okay. Um, all right. Well, I rolled eight for initiative, but <clears throat> uh, 16 for the first Eldritch one and 25 for the second. Okay. I got 16 on initiative. Okay. Give me just a uh, 13. Hold on. All right. 20 to 25. 23. 10 to 15. Sorry, 20 to, uh, 15 to 20. Morgor, was it? 16, I got. Ten to fifteen? Thirteen. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. And Danny, both of them hit. Which one are you going after? Uh, whichever one's closest to Morgor. The one right in front of them? Yeah. All right. Both of them hit. All right. So the first one, eh, it's seven points of damage. And the second one, not as good, six points of damage, 13 total. So 13 total? Mm-hmm. Okay. What were the two different uh, I'll just, uh, what were the two different attack rolls? What were they both? Uh, it was 16 and 25, I think it was. Got it. So as you shoot the first one, it hits him. As he hits him in the chest, Morgor, you see this happen as well. Uh, a blast of ore of yellow go- globule. I believe it's three blasts at this point. Uh, it's just two. At You're seven, at seven so. now. Yeah, it's still two. Oh, all good. As you get, as uh, you see the first one, hits it in the shoulder. You see him take a little bit of damage, and then his shoulder begins to kind of the metal uh, metal plating on the on the chest of this wolf now it begins to kind of grow up over and protect and provide a uh, boosted armor over the shoulder. The second blast <laughs> hits him in the other ch- in the other chest again, in the other side of the chest to you, and you see uh, with a hole where it was uh, hit begins to kind of be grown over with metal. Um, as it kind of kind of build up around its uh, shoulder where it was hit. Morgor, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Howard, make two dexterity saving throws. Okay. Uh, 14. Got it. Okay, eight on my first one. Okay. And 12 on the second. Okay. And where is my tax sheets? Eight and a what on the second one? Uh, 12. 12? Failed, failed. Morgor, what was it? 14. 14. All, no, just fails. Um, okay. Where is everyone at this point? So what's happening is, let me just set it up. Uh, you guys are on the side of a road, roughly 15 feet wide. Morgor's center in front of the party scene right now, the three wolves, werewolves that are bipedal, snarling. They have tattered clothes on their pants. Um, you see part of their chest looks uh, uh, metallic and metal ripped muscles. And one of their uh, faces is almost fully metaled over to the side as like a cyborg. It's the one on the uh, left, the one on the right, uh, the one that actually uh, is one of the ones shooting the blast at you, Howard. Both of its hands and arms are completely metaled and decked out like jacks. Uh, the middle one cocks its head over and goes launches a blast of red hot energy at you, Howard. The one with the with the doubled arms looks at you, shoots you with another blast. Uh, being the one to just shoot off an attack. They're going to retaliate. And the one to the left, uh, Morgor, that has a kind of uh, all uh, cyborg, hits you with the blast right from the side. Like a Ooh. sucker punch to the to the rib cage. And you all take... Let me just get... I need to get uh, 8d6 out. Hold on. Huh. You said all of us? 
Uh, no, it's just gonna be just me and Morgoth. Just just you two for the for this moment. Danny, 28 points of fire damage. Ouch. Okay. And Morgor, you are taking... Twenty-nine points of fire damage. Uh, I resist fire, so what does that mean? Half damage. Yeah, half damage. Okay. And Danny, the second beam hits you. Oh, shit. Okay. Four. Oh, yeah, Morgor. That's a lot of ones, actually, on my end. Okay, good. 32 points of fire damage. I had a lot of sixes, but I also had a lot of ones. 32? Yeah. Uh, Howard falls back. Thanks. Make a perception check. Hey, perception. Does a four? No, twelve. Sorry, twelve. Do anything. You hear a boom, boom, boom from behind you. Um, okay, I will turn around and investigate cautiously. Okay. You begin to head in that direction. We'll say it takes a round or so until you get back. Yeah. Maybe. Do you want me to roll initiative or? Yeah, it's roll initiative. At the end of the order. Nah, roll initiative into it. Okay. All right. That'll be in at 11. Okay. And who had 11? I think one of me had 11. Maximus, you had 13. Howard, what was yours? Uh, I think uh, eight, I think I said. Okay. All right, so things will be here. And that's Howard. Okay. Top of the round, Remus, what are you doing? These wolves are... <sighs> they, the one shouts right in front of you at... Uh, the one right in front of Morgor goes... No one insults Belfine, intimidates him. When he just had a fun day. Ah. I, I think we're just trying to have a fun day too. I shout from distance, I guess. I, I assume I'm like back in the path still because I Remus wants nothing to do with the mist ever. Okay. So I don't know if this will somehow persuade him to just leave us alone and go about his way, but... Okay. Make a persuasion check. Yeah. I got a 20. The one to the right uh, that has the cyborg uh, robotic looking head looks over and goes... Hey, boss. The one with the horns is, uh, he may be telling the truth. They're just looking for a good time, too. 
I'm honestly surprised you found the carnival. All right. With that, is uh, well said. With that, he goes. Well, uh, you got to have the right admission to get in. And uh, kind of like flicks over at his uh, neck, at his necklace. Uh, All right. Um, I'm going to hold an action if like throwing two of my psychic daggers if they try to attack me. But for now, I feel like this is pretty All right. on the cusp of something being neutral. <laughs> Who knows? Morgor. You're up next. What are you doing? Oh, God. Morgor, kill them all. The man has a quota. I can't be upset. (laughs) Yeah, so I want to... Diplomacy goes out the door when Morgor needs uh, to meet a quota. Uh, I would like to rage as a free action. Okay, you rage. You feel your blood begin to burn with the flame of Tiamat coursing through your vein. Your muscles bulge a little. All right. And I will attack whatever is closest to me. There is the werewolf directly in front of you. I'll attack that one. Okay. Make an attack roll. Uh, 22. You you grab your axe out and you swing it down uh, at from your back. Uh, The the serrated teeth come cleaving into the body across the chest, ripping down the uh, corded muscle and scratching and kind of breaking and um, peeling through and bending open part of the metallic portions of the rib cage. Uh, You see in the inside, uh, just rocking off that nat 20 still of perception. Both you and Howard, I'll say, you see the insides of this one look a mix of bone shards popping and protruding out, as well as strange metal wiring and black blood. As it begins to kind of grow and expand the metallic portions in his chest and close the wound. Roll damage, though. Okay. I'll give you both insight checks as well. Uh, 10 damage. All right. Not bad. Okay. Uh, so I get a second attack, correct? Attacks per action too. You do get it. You get two attacks. I'm going to do the same thing. Uh, this time I'm going to use three of my five charges. Okay. So as you grab it and begin to swing you uh roar at the blade some insultation towards bahamut uh bahamut and the green black and blue uh poison and acidic energy begins to kind of creep along the blade and there's a ripple of lightning that rich that strikes down the uh handle and the bladed edge of teeth circles Make an attack roll. Uh, 17. Unfortunately, as you swing the axe down, trying to replicate the same attack as before, you notice that it is now significantly a little harder to hit the creature. As your blade goes, 
sliding off the metallic chest. Hmm. All right. Uh, I believe that's all I can do then. Okay. Doesn't charge. That does charge, and that doesn't charge. Okay. That's is that all you're gonna do for your turn? Up next is gonna be Maximus is on deck. Yeah. Are you moving at all? Or are you staying right up in front? Me? No more gore. You staying where you're at? Oh yeah, I'm gonna stay okay. right where I am. Okay. The one in the middle is up next, and he's staring at you. <sighs> you see his eye begins to glow again, charging for the next strike as he kind of uh, takes a, f- a fist and goes to throw a punch right at your face, raking the claws down your uh, jawbone. And does a 15 hit? Yep. 15. As the claws rake down your uh, cheek and down your jawbone, you take four points of slashing damage. Okay. Um, I resist slashing damage while I'm raging. Half damage, so it is three points of damage. Okay. No, correction. Two points. Okay. Two points slashing damage. Okay. With that one, he begins to step back, not out of combat, but more or less planting his feet in the ground, getting ready for his next turn. Uh, Maximus, what are you doing? All right, I'm going to um, use my cat claws and feline agility to uh, double my speed until the end of my turn. Okay. Uh, And so I can move 60 feet for speed. And I can climb 40 feet. Okay. Um, and I'm going to scurry up a tree. Got it. And use the uh, shadows to kind of blend in and um, become invisible for my action. Okay. And I'm going to use that as my turn. Okay. So you scurry up. Are you going to a tree behind you or to the front or side of the werewolves? Um, whichever way would make it. So they, I essentially Less want notice you. Yeah, probably be easiest to just kind of scurry up backwards as they're not staring in your direction. They're more or less looking at Howard and Morgor. Then that's the, the way. Off to the, the one off to the side is looking over at Remus and kind of be like, well, wait, wait, "Boss, really?" Yeah. So while all that was going on, then I would have like hopped up into the tree on a branch, like Assassin's Creed style, with the cloak and just hid in the shadows. Okay, Make, give me a self check. All right. Finks, you're going to be running up at this point. If you use your turn to move, you'd be breaking just at the uh, mist, and you'd be coming up at these guys from behind at this point. Uh, 18 for stealth. Okay. Uh, Fairly hidden. Yeah, fairly hidden. Okay. Finks, what you doing? Running up, you see, as you come uh, scurrying up through the this to the back, you see that there are these f- three bipedal-looking lupine forms, and some of them look more metallic and weaponized than the ones you'd previously seen. Um, um, all right, so here's what I want to do. 
I want to not break the mist, but I want to get close enough where if you were to look through the mist, you'd see you'd see me, but I want to be obscured. Does that make sense? I want my my silhouette to be visible, but not me. Okay. Um, make an intelligence check. Okay. Because you're trying to know how far to try to present to move. Six. So well, you- part of it's also going to be I need to find a, a tall stump to get up on top of too. That's when, that's my goal. Make an investigation check. Make an investigation check. Okay. Uh, does a nine find one? You find one about 10 feet off to your left and it's like six feet tall. All right. Cleaved halfway. Uh, no, what's the, not six feet tall. We'll say it's four feet tall. All Cleaved. right, I'm going to start climbing that. Acrobatics check for me. Or athletics. Um, acrobatics. 17 to get on top. Okay. Kind of crawl on top of it. Got up. Uh, and then I'll take my action to cast Disguise Self, and I want to look like a wolfman. Okay. And I believe that's my turn. All right. So as you begin to kind of slap your finger, your hands together and uh, chant a little bit of goblin uh, arcane words of uh, power into your fit, into your hands, and you see these little goblins kind of pop up around you and they begin to kind of like doing you a makeover and uh, suiting you up for, for your scene as they're kind of draping and uh, as they're kind of like climbing on top of each other to get to higher portions of you to get to like up to your full appearance. They keep kind of like waving, uh, clothing and wrapping you. And as they do, you see that your body is appearing as a large bipedal wolf man. With, um, make make it our make a uh, make a wisdom check. Fifteen. Fairly good, fairly good uh, werewolf appearance and slight metal in it. Cool. Okay. All right. Um, and then, yeah, I want to hold my action. I, I mean, I think I still have uh, bonus actions left, but mm-hmm. I don't want to start talking yet. I'm gonna not try to get any attention just yet. Okay. Um, this one, the, the one off to the uh, side with the face that was talking to Remus goes, hey, you, you sure you, you sure you want to go to the carnival, buddy? I mean, it's, it takes the prices to pay prices to pay. You may not want to be there exactly, but hey, uh, uh, once he gets going, we got to really stop him before he gets too into himself. Uh, and you got a raging looking dragon man that looks like they're going to go toe to toe. It's going to end badly for everyone. He's going to actually use his turn to try and persuade poorly his boss. And he unsuccessfully does not persuade them uh, to like, yo, c- calm down, calm down. He goes, oh, as he looks snarling back at you, uh, Morgor, his eye is glowing Again, uh, you want to be like, you know what? You know what? You, 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 the, you're the pack leader here. You're the pack leader. And you see his tail kind of like scampers underneath between, between his legs, and he just backs away a little bit. And Howard. Awesome. Um, so I rolled a 
13, I made one successful roll. Yeah, there you go. You make that successful roll. Uh, the one on the side that had seen you drop down looks over and goes, Perfect. Really, don't spoil a good day. I only attack in reaction. As he looks over to the rest of the party. Call your dragon down. Or this will end in a heated flurry of emotions. That's what he's going to say, not attacking. Remus, top of the round. I'm a glass chamber of emotion. Okay. Um, no. <laughs> um, are, are one of you Corel? I, I think that's how it's pronounced. No. Thinking of... That's that's what I had heard. Uh, I think it was Ivan say to the other one. Was it Hans? Hans, Ivan, and Aunt Hans. It is. Uh, my gosh, what's his name? It is. Names. What is the names? What is the names? And the names. Kirill. No. He is more vicious than either of us. But we know how to handle ourselves. The one in the the one in the center snaps at you. The one that's backing off is like, yeah, 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 yeah. We we uh we prefer to stay out of his way. Uh if you get on his bad side. He'll, uh, he'll take you out. And uh, he's, he's kind of savage. He pits kids against each other. He's not, he's not the nicest. You don't want to be messing with him. So are you guys like the similar packs or cross are you two packs in the same area? I don't. We're new here. We're new here. We don't know what's going on. I mean, hell, I didn't even know how to get to the carnival. Our tiny friend with the mushroom hat that's walking back figured it out and I don't like going in the mist, so I stayed here. The one, uh, the one that has kind of been speaking a little bit, like, those, uh, you know, I, uh, we were the same pack, but you know, a hierarchy, and you know, uh, old. Uh, Belfane over here, he, he likes to get a little uh, full of himself and call himself Pack Leader, but uh, we, we're really, we're really just kind of the enforcers for the rest of the pack. Uh, we go on, we are having our day off, and we enjoy the carnival. And uh, he, he leads your pack. That's fine. He leads us for the moment when we're in smaller group. Though Kareel is the he's the head honcho of the werewolves, the uh, children of the Mother Night, uh, far off to the west. Uh, we it's where we generally reside. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Belfane has a short temper, and it appears that you also have a short-tempered party member, too. Um, what else did you ask and say? 
I didn't. I didn't really ask anything else. I just asked if one of them was Corral. Um, but he, I mean, he's. I wouldn't say Morgor has a temper. I'd. I'd say he just. Uh, he likes to kill things. I. Don't, I don't know. I. We. We've met in passing a few times, and we're together now. Well. Uh, well. I'll say this one. He's a bit reactionary. If, if we're being honest, it seems, and you might want to be careful. You don't know who you're going to be reacting against and how they'll take it. It's kind of a turn. Um, kind of let you know. Do you, from, what you, uh, from what you're gathering from this, is that the one in the center? Hothead, uh, quick temper, don't piss him off. He's got something to prove. And Kirill is over all of them. Anything else you uh, yeah, to do that, on your turn? No, like I, I'm still, if I, if possible, if that's not just my action, I'll just hold an action to defend myself with psychic daggers. If anyone attacks me, yeah, I'll say this one, make a persuasion check as you're make, actually just make a general straight charisma check. How are you coming off on this? Good. I don't, I'm just having a conversation with strangers. 18. Okay. Reem is trying to do, trying to perform social encounter mediation in a clear combat, somewhat heated situation. Is actually doing fairly well, and you see that the one that you're speaking to's posture is relaxing on some extent, and slowly begins to like, Belfane, please, this let them go. All right. That's your turn? Yeah, that's it for me. Okay. And Morgor, you're up. Uh, are the werewolves standing close together? The one to the left of you that's been speaking to Remus is about 10 feet away, backing off. Um, one of the right is about five feet off to you, and he's staring at you too, just kind of on guard, and the one straight in front of you. Uh, I'm going to breathe my breath weapon, which is a 15-foot cone. Oh, so, good. So however many I get, that's what I want to do. So in front of you, because you're in front of them, you wouldn't be, unless you moved back and aimed it to, to get all three of them. Uh-huh. You wouldn't be able to, but I'd say you'd be able to get two of them, depending on which way you turned. Would you want to look to the right and blow it or look to the left? I want to get the one that's not talking to Remus. Okay. And I want to get the one that's directly in front of me. Got it. Make some deck saves. Um, what is the save? 15 DC? Um, hold on. Uh, 13. Okay. It's half damage on success. Got it. Uh, we'll say. So the one on the right uh, dodges it fairly off to the side, but not before burning part of his arm that is all metaled up. And on the shoulder where you scorch it, you see the metal kind of grow over his shoulder and up to like his neck. Uh, the one in front of you, you torch. <clears throat> and 
as you feel this fire burning from your blood and you feel it exude into this breath weaponed attack, you begin to torch him down and he, uh, the one in front, Belfame, begins to kind of get down to his knees and push down. As you hear the... And you look down and where you torched his entire chest now, it's now like a solid metal plated over body armor looking chest piece. He's looking hurt. That was uh, 15 damage, by the way. Oh, I know it was. Oh, wait, 15 damage. He's looking very hurt now, I'll say. And with his turn being up next, if you're not moving anywhere, he is going to launch his blast at you. I need you to make that dexterity saving throw. He, okay. The one in front of you. Uh, 20, not natural. All right. You saved. So you get half damage. And he's resistant to fire. That is true. Fifteen points of fire damage. Okay. Halved because it was a DC fifteen. Seven points of fire damage you take. And then I resist that, right? Oh no, that I I have that already. The, oh, that was the have. Okay. Yes. Saved then halved is seven. Seven. Okay. And you guys notice that uh, as Morgor takes this damage. A green, like, hue comes over his scales real just like real fast. Oh, all right. And after that, we have Maximus. We'll say uh, with uh, right after that blast of fire, uh, blast of energy from his eye, he goes, oh, you see his eyes now are going like blood red as he's entering a uh, bloodthirst kind of rage state. All right. Um, from where I'm at in the tree, would I be able, would, would I have been able to, with my like dark vision or whatever, been able to have seen uh, what Finks had done as far as like, uh, Disguising himself and jacking himself up to like look like one of the werewolves, or see the perception shadow. with disadvantage. Right. So let's Just let's see. Let's see what you see coming from the shadow of the tree. Nineteen. You see a disfigured-looking black grade shadow of a larger-looking wolf-like creature in the in the mist. Okay. Um, with the nineteen, it looks like something crawled up. Looks like something had crawled up and had done that, but you can't really tell what was. Okay. Um, all right. So what 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 I'm gonna do then is is uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to cast minor illusion, uh, and with that I can and you know create a sound uh, of what's going on, and I kind of want to uh, do this almost broken. Like it's off in a distance, like lost in the fog, of uh, uh, almost like a uh, uh, 
giving issuing a command as as Kirill or Kirill, however you say his name, like Kirill. coming from where the shadow of Finx is. Okay. And uh, and and almost issuing a like um, like uh, drop your tickets. You're needed back at camp or the you know. Uh, Spatial check. Okay. <laughs> persuasion check. Actually, make a performance check and then a persuasion check. Right, we'll on. see how they go. Ooh. I got a net 20. And we'll take that for the, uh, you said persuasion and performance? Performance is first. Okay, so that would be a net 20 plus 3. Okay. And then we'll do a 18 plus 3. At this moment, they all stop and stutter and <laughs> And, and I'm hoping that Finks kind of hears what's going on, like from his direction, because that's where it is. And maybe Finks will start like pantomiming along with it or something. Okay. We'll see where it goes. Finks, your turn. You're up. All right. We are on the same page. Okay. So I want to cast the, the Maudergy spell to give me the, the voice, the deep voice, the loud voice effect. Okay. Um, and I guess I'll take advantage of their, their newly found attention on me. And uh, speak up and say, Belfane, pack leader. I thought you were not off today. I think it's the morning now. What are you doing here? What? Having fun again. And I want to take out that little wand of fireball. And I just kind of want to like charge it up like the littlest, littlest bit near my eyeball. Give it the red laser effect. Make an arcana check for me. Oh, boy. All right, 13. I don't want to fire it off. What's your arcana modifier? Minus one. Okay, not bad. As you hold up the eye, the little red uh, fireball bond near the eye, it's not bad. And you all do see this shadowed figure from the mist that's glowing. Make a deception check for me. Okay. With advantage, please. At 20, yes. With that, they all of their postures instantly change and begin to, all of you vis- visibly see it's now a, a sense of fear has come over them. And with that, the one on the right with the full cyborg, uh, cyber-octic looking face, the one that was talking with Remus, drops what, what was in its hand. And I'm out. Silence. Drop these tokens. This is the last time I trust you with them. Leave these outlanders to me. I haven't eaten yet today. Get back to the den now. All right, we'll see with that. Um, Howard, make a death saving throw for me. Yep. Uh, that's an eight. That failed. Okay. <sighs> With that, the other two drop. The, uh, grab at their decks, throw the necklaces on the ground. <laughs> With the first... Bur- we're sorry. C- come on, Be- Belfane, let's go. 
as the ones trying to pull him off to the side, Remus and Morcor, do you do anything in reaction as they're trying to pull Belfane away? Is he staring at you, Morgor? Just kind of snaps a mouth and begins kind of stepping backward and like off to the side to run up the path and into the forest. No. Okay. Belvane does not rip at his neck to drop the necklace, but he does run off. Do any of you guys do anything as they begin running off and into the mist and off into the woods? No? Howard, make another death save <laughs> me. As you hear... Nice. 19. All right. Another, another save. Mm-hmm. Someone wish okay. to heal Howard at this point? Stabilize quick, him. Anthony, am I committed to firing up a charge of this fireball or can I bring it back in? Nah, the 13 was good enough to play with, to play with okay. it. It's good. All right. Could, well, before we end, if they're still running away, I know you, I, I just thought of this as they're doing it. I just made my last saving throw. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. So you're good. <gasps> what Power stabilize. 20. Oh. You're at one hit point. Yeah, so I'm at one hit point. Would it have been possible? I I don't exactly know how Mage Hand works, but while they were running away, would I have been able to maybe cast, like, Mage Hand to, like, pull at the necklace, like, from behind, so, like, maybe it snaps as he's running away? Like, maybe he thinks it got caught on something? Attack, spell attack modifier. Uh, Okay. Roll roll a d20 with a spell attack modifier. No, spell attack or the modifier, because there's two different numbers. The spell attack modifier. So, like, what the, what's the spell attack? Plus six. That, plus six? That's the yes. number? Okay. Yes. So roll will be 20. 12 plus six is 18. All right. Uh, as it run, as he runs off and runs away, there is a... As the skeletal hand pulls back to you a necklace with a admit, admit one platinum-looking ticket. Finks, you walk out of the mist? No. No? No, Outlanders. (laughs) (laughs) Drop Drop your treasure. All of it. I mean, if, if you're still playing this, then? Oh, yeah. You all hear a... I'll say make a deception check. <laughs> okay. Make a straight deception check on us. 15? 15. 15? Howard, Max, Rem- I'll say Max with advantage roll insight. Remus, roll an insight. Morgor, Howard, insight with disadvantage. 15. Seven. 14. What's up, Remus? Mic down. Remus, put your mic down. Put put your mic down and say it again. There, there, down. And... I got a one. I said frick. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh. I th- that's why you were confused. I was like, I, I got a one. One. Yeah. Max, you notice something is up. And this may be Finks. 
you haven't known him that long, so you don't know how in, how much into trickery he may be. But everyone else, there is another large beast named Kirill in the mist. Howard's eyes burn yellow with rage as he shoots off two Eldritch Blasts towards Kirill. Make attack rolls for them. <laughs> uh, 15 for the first one. Miss. And 16 for the second. Miss. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. You see two globules of of uh, yellow sludges come flying in the air. Your king is powerless here, Howard. Remus, <laughs> Morgor, Howard, Max. Um, what are you guys gonna re- react to to this? I'm gonna like, I'm gonna pull a pine cone from the tree that I'm in, and I'm just gonna launch it down and go Eldritch Blast, and just. <laughs> throw it towards the, the the shadow. I'm gonna throw a hand axe at it. Make an attack roll. This is dangerous. This is. You're playing with fire here. I love it. Uh, 18. That does hit. That hits. Thanks. Is your ho ha 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 Howard? A hand axe comes flying in through the mist in your direction you doing uh <laughs> falling off the stuff i guess <laughs> make a concentration check uh oh yeah uh that's just a con save right correct roll damage by the way for the hand axe 22 uh five damage Take five damage, and you maintain your concentration as there is a large, shadowy-looking werewolf right. up on the uh, stump. All right, I'm going to yell, ah, my life, and I'm going to fall off the stump and turn off the spell. Okay. And let Morgor think he got one more. Quota. <laughs> <laughs> it's not bad. Ah, Gilrax has killed another one for Tiamat. Pretty sure it was my pine cone that did it. I don't come walking out with a pine cone and a hand axe. All right. Come walking out. You guys. Hey, I found you, these. <laughs> you see that there are four necklaces on the ground, all similar to the one that Finks had been holding. Do you all walk over and grab each one? Yeah, I'll pick one up. The one I dropped. Do you hear a slight. I'll toss one to Howard and tell him to dance. Alright, yeah, this is a little too much. If you guys don't mind, I I need to sit and like Rest for a second. Oh, that was a lot of fire. Ow. You guys keep picking fights with people that can shoot fire out of their eyes. Yeah, I keep forgetting about the fire out of their eyes. They, they, they glow. Yeah, I know. Not my I'll, finest moment. I'm going to tap these guys and just point towards Morgor. 
You're all being tapped and just pointing towards Morgor. Yes, Max. Uh, what's up, Morgor? Who is Morgor? Mm, you are. Who are you? Well, I've been here all along. I'm Gilrax the Green. Gilrax. No, you're Morgor. And why are you green? I thought you were red. What would make you say that? I've been green all along. I turned to the rest of the party. How long have I been dead? What happened? You've you, you been dead like two minutes, man. I, I don't know. He, he like, there was, there's some green energy going on. I looked away for, and now he's. Ooh, I'm, I, I need to sit. Howard just sits down and is like. How close is Howard to um, Gilrax at this point? Are they close? It's like right behind him. Okay, so I want to lift up part of Howard's yellow cloak and kind of like put it on Gilrax and see if he turns yellow like a chameleon. I'll run over and grab a stick and put the stick on him. See if he turns brown. No change. Hmm. He's not a chameleon. I'll say make a perception check. Real quick, uh, Howard, I'm securing you for 21 points. Ooh, awesome. Thank you. Uh, Non-nat 20. As you're peering in at the scales, you see that the scales are... It's kind of like when you stare at the TV up close and there's multiple layers of color. You see that there are five distinct colors lined up in each scale. There's a black, red, blue, green, and white line. And different ones are with different uh, thicknesses and depths. And there are different mixes of this uh, blue and uh, green that kind of cause a darker, richer green. And then the black is more of in the darker tones of the uh, parts of like the joints. And then this white green mixture highlights on portions of his muscles as they uh, reflect for a better uh, accent. Gilrax. I show him my green dragon hand and just hold it out. Ah, brethren. Yes. Why is my hand green? You took the powder, didn't you? Yes, Morgor gave it to me. Ah, yes. He was not supposed to do that. Can you what happens yeah, next? I'll tap Remus really quick, and I'll whisper in his ear. I, I said, "Do the barrel thing." Oh no, he wouldn't know about the barrel thing. Damn it! Max I'll do it. Any- I'll do it anyways. I'll just I'll put my barrel in and just hide and, and become a barrel. It's a slight compulsion to smash the barrel, Gilrax, but it doesn't overtake you. Yeah, I kind of just look at it. Side-eyed, and go back to talking to Finks. I'll knock on the lid. <laughs> All right. 
go back to talking to Finks. Anything you guys wish to discuss as it's as uh, we begin to wrap up tonight's session with the calling of the carnival awaiting you all? Where did those um, wolves run off to? Do you guys see where? That way. <laughs> We'll have to come back for that one. They all work together. Mm. Just like us. Because we're a team. Now let's go have fun at the carnival. (laughs) (laughs) Off day at the carnival. Whoop, whoop. And with that... Howard starts to dance towards the carnival. (laughs) And with that, you all put on your necklace charms... uh, uh, tighter on some of you, maybe be your dangling in your hand, and you begin to uh, grasp and walk into the mist as you all hear. <laughs> and very ominously keep uh, trudging forward through the mist. Uh, feels like you've been walking for hours, and you keep having the sense that you are going to choke and cough. And every time you want to go into a fitting coughing rage, you feel the necklace um, admit one ticket that you are holding on to pulse and kind of push it away. And just as you break through the mist, you see that you are left looking at an empty field, open, stretching to your left and right, 50 yards. And what you are staring at is a palisade walled fence that stretches on both sides. And in front of you, there is an entrance into what appears to be a guarded off carnival as you hear laughter and cries and A lot of noise and music that sounds like a mix of either ominously horror-filled screams of terror that could be almost mistaken for a comical, twisted, horror-filled evening. As you hear of what would be a a clown's nose. You don't see anything within it. And the entrance to it is blurred. But you do see rising from the very top of one of the wall of the wall is a big thick white and black white and red striped circus tent top peaking above one of the palisades. I'm gonna pick up there next week, guys. Correction, we're going to pick up there in two weeks because next week I'm going to be out of town. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in, catching us live. Blackfrack, Joe, you do, you rock. Uh, thanks so much for sharing and spreading the love. Uh, please, if you haven't yet, check out the uh, lovely Chicken Wing podcast on the BICBP network, Seven Wing Six. Uh, leave, that is their name. I believe they had a name change, actually, real quick. I love that name though. Called spread those wings. wings. Spread those wings. That's what it was. Spread those wings. wings. It is uh, fun. Um, Kyle Rainey does it with his uh, cousin Gary, and uh, Blackhawk Joe is good friends of those guys. 
and they were talking about it. I'm actually talking to Kyle about some stuff on the side also currently. So who knows what's going to be coming from that. But thank you guys, everyone tuning in, watching us. I've been your Dungeon Master, Anthony Mullen. Uh, thank you, everyone. If you, have, if you are listening, please make sure, come on over, watch us live on Twitch, Sunday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, run roughly until around 9, 9.30. Uh, you can catch us live on, on Twitch at podcasters underscore and on YouTube and Facebook at pod-casters tabletop gaming. Also, just go to Google, search Fabala 5. We're going to pop up. Uh, thanks so much. View the Instagram. We have the link tree in the comments below, as well as I'm going to pass it on to my uh, players. First and foremost, Gilrax the Green. Gilrax. Uh, thank you so much for jumping in. Uh, let everyone know where they could find you uh, and all the goods. Yeah. Uh, so Gilrax doesn't have his own social media or anything like that. Uh, although he might, he's a little smarter than Morgor, so we'll see what happens. Um, but you can check out Kaimon and DCT Industries at dctindustries.tabletopgaming on Facebook and DCT underscore industries on Instagram. Uh, Tony's actually painting up a bunch of the first set. And like I said earlier in the podcast, be sure to check out some uh, events that will be happening soon in the Buffalo area. Please do. All right. Howard, pass on over to you. Howard, you can find him on Twitter at podcasters H. Um, I like to tweet every once in a while. And if you like to follow my art, you can go to either Facebook or Instagram Ratfink arts. Uh, go check it out. Check it out. Pass it on over to Maximus. Hey, what's up? I'm Mark. I play Maximus the Mad. You can follow Maximus the Mad on Twitter at podcaster, no S, Mad Max. Uh, and you can follow any of my personal shenanigans or what I'm up to on the internet at the Mark 716. Uh, I think it's pretty much across all social media accounts. There you go. Finks. All right. You guys can follow Finks on Twitter at podcastersfinks. You can follow me on Instagram at Phoenix Forge for some miniature painting. Um, and I'm also going to plug my band, The Abrupters. We are recording our second full-length album starting on Tuesday. So that's Woo! coming up. Keep an eye out for that. Hopefully by the end of the year, if not early 2022. That's awesome. Sweet. Guys, check out The Abrupters. Uh, Scrape Buffalo Ska. Uh, check them out, as well as Finks. Thank you so much, uh, and Tony, for doing the, some painting. Uh, we're always uh, interested to see what's coming from it. So... Make sure to go head on over, support both those accounts, show the love, follow them up. And then last but not least, Remus. I'm Remus. I'm Ricky Scotes. Uh, you can follow Remus on Twitter at Podcasters Remus. He'll tweet stuff that randomly thinks about during either the encounters or maybe that little bit of downtime between figuring out who his new dragon friend is and how it happened in like five seconds. Uh, um, you can follow me at Rick underscore coats on Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff. I have, let's see, this comes out soon. Uh, um, Keep flying's doing two shows in long Island, the 31st of July and August 1st at Amityville music hall. And that's where I will be that weekend as well as Anthony. So we'll be doing that stuff. Um, and then we just announced a, a three-week East Coast run. So uh, go to keepflying.band for 
the tour dates or at Heat Flying Band for any sort of information you may or may not need. I think that was everything I was supposed to remember. Also, if you guys hadn't seen on Keep Flying social media, I mean, because you like D&D, they just came out some wicked variant uh, album of their album uh, Fire Sale, as well as a sick D20 Keep Flying die. They're so, big, too. They yeah. are big. They are large. Yeah. I have one with me. Um, um, yep, it's the, the last variant we plan on doing on the pressing of Survival. The 20 is a... I'd find it a little keep oh, flying nice. airplane. Um, nice. What can I use for reference? It's like this big. So do you have another dice that you can put them side by side? You know, that makes way more sense than holding up to my phone. <laughs> this is why he runs the dungeon, everyone, and I just hide in barrels. Well, while Ricky is looking for the dice, I want everyone else to grab that D20 so we can roll them together. And look at those side comparisons because, guys. Oh, wow. It's like you, the one can absorb the other one, like those wolves from that first fight in Barovia. Right. Hey, they're still out there, those wolves. Those weren't the only two. But <laughs> till then, guys, keep flying and rolling. Oh, I like it. Like that? Like that? <laughs> like that, right? Where's my camera?